0: Well thanks for responding to the Facebook ad. Oh, thanks. Well, this is the this is the couch. Yeah. There it is. There it is. Wow. Uh the stain? Marty, do you see a stain?
1: I can't really see it.
0: Um I don't really see a stain. i Yeah, it's pretty big. Oh that stain. Yeah, the in one the right in the middle on the seat of the couch. Oh right. right. you could you barely notice that. Barely. I feel like that's look, watch this. I'll put a cushion on top. I can't take it like that. Come on, look, you know what? I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll knock $50 off the price. $50? Right it's it, still $100. It's
1: disgusting. <laughs> right, I'm not taking it. Free,
0: free. We'll take it to your car. I, even free, it's honestly not great. It's I just canola oil. No, I'm sorry, guys. Bye. Yo, and welcome back to Housewarming Podcast. I am Nat Demena.
1: I'm Marty Smiley, and this is the podcast for a generation of frustrated renters doing the best to keep their lights on. It's also a podcast where we find out where you live. Not, not, you, like, not your address,
0: <laughs> um,
1: but we find out some places you've lived at.
0: <laughs> and um, amongst a lot of other things as well. Um, We've got a great show lined up for you today. Yeah. But before we do, Marty, I want to let you in on something. I want you to get excited right here. Okay. I have got a brand new plan to get into the property market. Oh, God. To own a home. Here we go again. Okay? Okay. It costs us no money. Okay. It's 100% legal. Okay. And the best part is it's been done before. Nice. Right? I've been studying a legal loophole. In our legal system. Well, that's one thing I do know about you. You love a loophole. Oh, brother, as a black man in a white man's world, you better know the law (laughs) (laughs) and how to navigate it and find (laughs) holes in it. Have you ever heard of a term, adverse possession? No. No? Well, Marty, this is a legal loophole that we have. It's a principle under which a person who does not have a legal title to a piece of property acquires legal ownership based on continuous occupation of the property without the permission of its legal owner. This is not, this is just, this is squatting. It's, it's, it is also referred to as squatter's rights.
1: This sounds like you think you've arrived at a new plan
0: that <laughs> you've come up with. <laughs> it's existed for centuries, yeah. But when was the last time somebody did it and did it well? Well, I'll tell you, Marty, because this has actually happened before before I do, I'll tell you a little bit about how it works. You can take possession of a house that is empty. If yeah. it's empty, you can go in, move in. You can squat. Yeah. The legal owner has a specific period of time to use legal action to evict you. That's right. If that period of time passes, they are no longer the owner and the new owner is actually you.
1: But isn't that period of time 15 years? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> exactly. Because even if you do get evicted, you might get like two, three months of free rent. Yeah,
1: but you don't have any electricity.
0: But you can get electricity. You just have to make have sure a that the legal owners don't find out. It, the, you can't hook up electricity to a squatting home. But you can because someone has done it. Someone's done it. How? I'll, I'll tell you. This happened in Sydney. A man by the name of Bill Gertos found a home in 1998 right. in Ashbury, near Croydon, yeah. in the west. Good spot. Which had, it's sat empty after the previous owners had to leave the house sometime after World War II because of a white ant infestation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the owner who didn't live in the house, he died in 1998, the same year that Bill Gertos found the house empty. The house was empty. The back door was off its hinges and placed to the side. Bill changed the locks, renovated the house, which cost him in total $143,000, and immediately rented the property out.
1: He's not even squatting in it. He's literally getting someone else to squat in it for him. Exactly. Wow. And getting paid to do so. He's negative
0: gearing squatting. (laughs) That is some crazy ass (laughs) He then applied to the Register General to be named the owner of the land under the Real Property Act. (laughs) So he applied to be the owner in 2017 after the period 15 years had passed. 2017 he applied. When he did, the family of the previous owner were alerted by police that someone was taking control of the house. Until that point, they weren't aware that they were entitled to the property. Got it. So like, which, if you have a house that you don't even know you have, you deserve to lose it. Like how can you not be aware that there is a property that you have legal rights to and you don't like how many properties do you have? It's not a spare change, you know, in your pockets. It's not a bag of spinach that's in the back of the fridge. Like Mm -hmm. you can't misplace a house.
1: No, it's not like losing your keys. So I mean Well, I mean that yeah, they did lose the piece of the house, <laughs>
0: but in this instance, yeah, it's not. <laughs> the two families went to court. Justice Dark said he had considered the plaintiff's submission, but was unable to accept them and ordered them to pay Mr. Gertos' legal fees. So not only did they lose the house, they had to pay the court fees for the guy who stole their house. Currently, priced at $1.6 million. Dude, that could be us. That could be us. We just need to find one of these houses. They're out there. It's a new
1: Natamina scheme. Are you going to come with me to search for these houses? Let's go out into the
0: street, start perusing,
1: jump a few fences. I actually had a friend who found a squatter's home Mm -hmm. and they moved in. He was a housemate of mine. Okay. And he left the house. He's like, bro, I'm actually, I've found a house. I was like, where? He goes, oh, (laughs) it's just abandoned. (laughs) <laughs> so he left our share house. This yeah. is in Melbourne. And he moved into this home. He kept getting mail and it had the person's last name on it. Mm-hmm. And it was an Italian last name. Mm-hmm. He told me about it. He goes, oh, yeah, here's some mail from it. I looked it up. You know, I'm a journalist. Uh-huh. I looked up the deed of the house. Yep. The... <laughs> it's the house of a crime family it's <laughs> who were related to the Gattos in, <laughs> <laughs> linked to Ligon Street. I'm like, bro, <laughs> I think you should move back in immediately. <laughs> um, I know you're squatting and you think this is a fun thing to do and it's for free, <laughs> but you're going
0: to die in that house. And you're going to get a knock at the door one night and they will not <laughs> care. And, and they did. They knocked on his house, so he was still in the house.
1: But it was the wife of the guy who had passed away. She still popped a cap in his ass. Apparently, she walked in and she just looked at them and felt so sorry for them. Oh, and she was like, "Look, I'm gonna go back outside. I'll give you an hour to clean your shit up,
0: but an you need hour. to get, but you need to get out." <laughs> An hour? How 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 comfortable had he made himself? Yeah. Would an hour have been sufficient?
1: That's what you, I wanted to no know. No way. <laughs> no, but they left a lot of stuff in there, he said. Like, and he right. didn't have any power in this place. Mm. So he just was running off candles and iPhone lights. It was a sad situation. Long story short, he ended up back on the couch at our <laughs> house. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: but that's my plan. Hopefully it's... You don't have a mafiosa owner, but (laughs) other than that, you have my blessing. I just will not be going on that journey with you. You know
0: what? 15 (laughs) years from now, when I've got a free house and you want to come and stay with me, brother, am I going to throw that door in your face? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, All right, should we get to our guest today? Let's. I'm very excited about today's episode. This week's episode, we have one of the best improv sketch duos. In the world. Hands down. I've seen them live
1: twice. No show is ever the same. They are brilliant. It's the Bear
0: Pack. Woo! Yep, that's Steen Raskopoulos and Carlo Ritchie. They met at university Mm. when Steen was teaching improv. Carlo was a highly talented student, and we can see how talented he is now. Mm. They decided to do some shows together, and boom, the Bear Pack was born. Yep, I mean... In the last 11
1: years since that happened, they've toured the world, doing sold-out shows at major venues. Um, And that means that that they would have been on the road a lot together Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or living together during comedy festivals. Um, But over the last 12 months, they've been separated.
0: They haven't been able to perform Due to the little old thing called the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the border restrictions have meant that Steen was in the UK Mm. in lockdown, while Carlo was in the Blue Mountains.
1: So today, on this special episode, we are reuniting them on our humble Sharehouse podcast.
0: And we have them here to find out how they navigated their renting years and after almost a decade of sharing a stage, how do they go sharing a house? Well...
1: I think that's it now.
2: Hey, hey. Come, oh, on, in, come on in, come on in, boys. How are you? How
3: are you? We're good. We're this we're is great. this is great. This is how I love to come to houses. Just be handed yeah. a microphone through the threshold. <laughs> that's, that's Do you guys usually roll. wait
2: like thirty minutes before opening the door as well? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry for keeping you outside.
1: <laughs> it's just,
0: so. it's a beautiful day. Thank it's you guys nice. for coming for coming and doing the show. Thanks for
1: and having you're hold, us. You're
0: holding things. Did you? Bring
1: us... Oh,
3: just a couple of little
1: treats oh, for the what? household. Oh, yeah. you shouldn't have.
3: I brought you guys some bread and salt. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, wow. Hey. Traditional okay. Traditional housewarming presents. Yeah. Very nice. And then oh, um, some
2: sourdough. All right. You've got to okay. keep, that, keep that sourdough fresh, so just tape it up after you're done with it. <laughs>
0: Wonderful. Thank and, you, Stephen. Um, very thoughtful. Okay, uh, clean a and roll of sticky tape.
2: And also with salt and bread, obviously um, oh, the toxins kind of get, get in some. I've got you some City Cream Anti-Aging Moisturiser. That's, that's very that's good. good. Yeah, it's a very traditional nice. one. That's a that's traditional good. one. Yeah, one, my yeah.
0: skin's been looking a bit shocking
2: recently. Um, <laughs> one of life's little joys, an LCM bar. Each just to kind of... Oh, my God. Each. Because you guys are now... Actually, you know see, re- this is
1: way better than... I don't know
2: what. Whatever, Carlo. Um, i traditional, guys. And everyone, everyone, take a tic tac because oh, you need know, a oh, th- good, good breath. Good breath before you start. Yeah. Thank it you know. Thanks so much, boys. Why don't you
1: come in? <laughs> welcome to the show, Steen and Carlo.
2: Hey, hey guys!
1: Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Thanks for coming over. Um, how's it feel to be? reunited you guys have been separated for so long
3: yeah, yeah yeah the old the old devil covid has been keeping us apart for over a year now right? yeah
2: over yeah like end of end of march of 2020 carlo flew to london we had like 10 shows booked in in soho and we did the show on the Friday and then there weren't many people on the streets. Like, this is a bit interesting. And then the Saturday where Soho's usually vibrant and busy, like, this is really
3: odd. Very quiet.
2: Yeah. And then Sunday morning woke up. Carla was staying at my place. He's like, I've booked a flight to go home. They're closing the borders. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Three whole nights in London I got and um, the milk that I bought when I left was still in, still in the fridge, so that's good, you know.
1: <laughs> that's the
3: one bonus I got from COVID.
1: Officially reunited yeah. after a year on this couch in this Sharehouse, thanks for making it happen. Hey, thanks for bringing us together, yeah. guys. You know,
2: yeah. I still haven't seen my family yet. Yeah.
1: So. <laughs> First, uh,
0: Uber ride was straight to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. no, It's a beautiful thing, Steve. You just got back from London to Sydney, you did your two weeks in hotel quarantine. Yeah, how was that? Did you enjoy the time to yourself, or you're scratching in tallies on the walls, being like 10 days left?
2: Yeah, pretty much. I think. Uh, I was very lucky that I got like a decent hotel because I've I've heard a lot of these stories and people who have done it, um, who've come from London to Australia, friends of mine, they're like, oh, join all these Facebook groups and people kind of help you out kind of thing.
0: Anything notable happen on while you're in quarantine?
2: Um, A guy... You he, he every day he'd play music from like a Uiboom. Um and and one particular day he forgot that he was still uh, plugged into this particular device. <laughs> I
3: like where this is and going. And He
2: <laughs> thought it would be appropriate or he didn't realise what he was doing. I'd say yes. and he just listened to some porn. <laughs> I don't know if he watched it, but he definitely he definitely listened to some porn. Um Ed Carlo,
1: you kind of I guess chose to self-isolate yourself yeah. <laughs> away from the general public so you moved to the Blue Mountains yep. how's go. it how's it been it's been
3: awesome it's honestly I bet <laughs> I tell you what guys move out of the city <laughs> it's so good my life is just pure bliss every day. The
0: space? oh man
3: I, I have a backyard there's a creek that runs through it <laughs> I have so much backyard that there's a whole half of the backyard I never go to <laughs> It's like, it's called the National
0: <laughs> yeah, Park. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Carla, you haven't always lived hidden away from civilization. You actually used to live in a warehouse. Yeah,
3: that's right. Yep. Yeah. So when I when I first moved to Sydney, my first house that I rented, I spent about 6 weeks staying on people's lounges or like various other places. There were three of us, three boys from the country had no rental history to get a place. Mm, right. And then eventually we got this place. My mate Daniel was like, I found this spot. It's perfect. <laughs> And I'm still not sure exactly like how he found it or what the process was. It was it was rented by a law firm, and I say that in inverted commas because it was a law firm, in all intents and purposes. Like it went into the city, into the city on Castle Ray Street. And you went up to the building and it had a little plaque saying such and such partners or whatever. Mm. And you went into their foyer and you took their lift up to a certain floor. And then when you got to that floor, you went through a fire escape. What? And through the fire escape was another door. And in that door was this guy's office. And then, then more. calls you landlord. Landlord. Yeah. That, <laughs> that was our landlord in this fire escape of a, law, of a law company's building. And so I don't know if he was attached to it. But they who who rented us this warehouse. It was a sixty-four square meter warehouse in an industrial, mixed industrial mixed, resi- uh, mixed retail warehouse. So beside us was a a fabric shop, and behind us was a um like some kind of factory. Like they just they stored a lot of stuff and then shipped it out. Trucks that would come through mm. there. Um, and then upstairs was residential. And we never paid electricity bill the whole time we were there. Um, like. It was it was all very weird. Like if there were noise complaints, it wasn't that we got an official warning. This guy who lived behind us, whose name I now blank on, he would come around and threaten us with a cricket bat. He's like, "You guys got to keep the noise down, (laughs) yes sir." How
0: many people were in this warehouse? At
3: the smallest number, that was four. Mm-hmm. Um and the largest number was six living in this place. Right, okay. Me and one housemate, Jesse, our beds touched, so <laughs> the end of my bed was the side of his bed. <laughs> Daniel had a room to himself, and then Lachlan made his bed out of milk crates Um and he would fold it up during the day to be a lounge with milk crates right. and then stack the milk crates up on the other side of the room no. and then at night bring all the milk crates down and fold the, it back no. out to be his bed. Yeah. That disgusts me. One of those me. foldable we, table tennis yeah. tables you can play yourself <laughs> at. And then we just had all this kind of furniture we picked up in the street and the most disgusting thing, of the, the two most disgusting things of that house was, the first was there was this drip constantly into our kitchen for the first few months that we mm-hmm. were living there oh, and we were all and, getting really sick. And ooze. And, um, yeah, and then... We ended up getting a plumber to come around and look, and he's like, you know, that's the sewerage pipe that's just leaking straight into your kitchen sink. Um, and the second disgusting thing was we had this lounge we'd picked up on the street, and it was a bit dirty, and we'd put a sheet over, over it, and a blanket over it, and we yeah. just left that blanket there for the yeah. whole year that we were there and when we went to move we pulled off the blanket and the lounge just disintegrated into dust it was like the ha. the blanket had been like <laughs> it was one of the <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah, it was like structurally. <laughs> The only thing holding it together.
0: <laughs> and I'm sure like living with that many people, the people that would want to live in a warehouse, they would have been interesting people, like notable housemates.
3: Well, they were all, they were all kids from the country. My mate Lachlan at the time was convinced because I think Nostradamus had predicted that the world was going to end um, around that time, 2013 or when, 2012, was it? I can't remember what it was. Mm. Earlier than that, or, but One was, of the other We were there that- 2008 mm. and I think was there the Beijing Olympics that year or something 2008 was Beijing yeah, yeah and he was like Nostradamus had predicted there would be like the world would end at the coming of a games in the east <laughs> Lachlan was a was a real prepper like he was learning <laughs> new jitsu he had all these weapons but he had said to me like we we he was like one night, it's like we need to make a plan of what's going to happen you know if the world does collapse during the Beijing Olympics and so we all gathered around and we made this Is plan this
1: guy smoking bongs every day oh yeah me? definitely yeah, like, yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's the first step of his plan. Like, you know, and this is a plan that included like going mm. to rob like an Lawrence ordinance, which was his old gun shop on George Street and stealing a yacht and stuff. So there's lots of complicated steps, but his first step was like, I want you to give me two scars like over each eye. Like, yeah, <laughs> coming me with a knife straight down vertically on both eyes. And I was like, why? It's like, because it'll look sick.
1: <laughs> that warehouse. Uh-huh. Doesn't sound very secure at all. It was probably more secure than you think. Okay, like it was, it was solid. Like, <laughs> have you had other insecure houses? Like, how are you locking these things down?
3: Well, this like the windows were all very high, like you <laughs> couldn't get to the windows, and the door was solid. You it know, was like it was Batman solid... only. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was definitely not designed as a, as a residence. Like when we got in, it was like there was nothing in there except yep. for a bathroom, and the, the we suspect that the guy who built the bathroom was this guy named Leaf, because we would occasionally get mail for this guy Leaf. It was nothing else except this massive pile of rubble, which I assume was like offcuts from him yeah. building the bathroom. <laughs> and when when we cleaned that up, at the bottom of this pile was just this wooden sword, this beautifully carved wooden sword, which we're like, "This is a
1: previous tenant."
3: <laughs> this is a we think yeah we think it's leaf sword. We always call it leaf sword. We're like the guy who built these walls. Wanted us to have this sword, obviously, and he's buried it under the rubble so that no one would get it. It's a
0: wooden sword.
3: Wooden sword, and I, I still have the it. Beginning of Zelda. But. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a little kakiri sword. Also, yeah. not
0: very effective if it was a weapon.
3: Well, you say that, but I mean, if somebody came at you and you had that wooden, it, it, you could you could club could them to death. Give you a mean splinter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. maim
0: them, because <laughs> I, I used to I, when I lived in Melbourne. I used to live with uh, comedian Brett Blake, and he had a knack for getting drunk and buying things online Mm. and one morning he wakes up and he's received a package and he opens it up and in it is a poster that's the size of me, of a Bruce Lee movie Uh and in a separate box he pulls out a machete. (laughs) And I'm just like, why do, why do you have this? Why did you buy this? And it's like, two reasons, brother. One, it's sick. And two, what if someone breaks in? Yeah, you
3: like, want that you want that poster really yeah. to scare yeah. the shit out of them.
2: And if that fails, You're, just
0: go. <laughs> <to be laughs> Your plan if someone breaks in is
2: to end up in jail.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: have you ever been robbed, Steen?
2: No, never been robbed. I don't know what I'd do, to be fair. Like, there was one time when uh I was doing shows in London and uh, depending on like... I was doing a show at the Soho Theatre and they put me up in a, in a flat in in um, in Holborn and I remember being in the shower and I heard someone come in and was talking and I had a knock, like, knock on the bathroom uh, door and then this this lady's voice like, you shouldn't be in here. And I was like, what? And she's like, you shouldn't be in here. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I've got this place until tomorrow. I spoke with like the... Um, Mm. the the landlady or whoever the the real estate agent they said i could say an extra night no, so who like organised it everything I'm like hello and then gone never spoke to her again didn't know who she was um and then immediately like checked on my like bags and stuff and it was like totally fine but i remember just being in the shower knocking the door you shouldn't be
1: in
3: here like,
2: where should where should i be
1: classic prank that yeah. would be a funny thing for a burglar to do <laughs> yes. <It's> oh, just-,
3: <laughs> just to really suck Yeah,
2: <laughs> it did though because she yeah she was like well, who did you speak to and i was like, like whatever the lady's name was and then after that like silence that's and then it
1: she's gone you shut her down
2: yeah and I forgot. I forgot to bring a towel. You know when you forget to bring a towel into the bathroom, and then like, and then I thought she was still here, and it was embarrassed to. And then after you
3: <laughs> left, the owner was like, "Yeah, you know, it's just such a shame. The old owner died in such mysterious
1: circumstances.
3: <laughs> um, She'd always hear? just come around knocking Checking on her the husband's door. <laughs> shower. <laughs>
0: But you've both lived together in London. Like you're travelling together as the
2: Bear Pack. You're visiting. London, Ireland, Scotland, yeah.
1: That must be exciting. I mean, because it started 11 or 12 years ago, the Bear Pack, and you've been able to take it on the road and get, yeah, be able to get on stages across the world. But then, yeah, you're also probably staying in places together, are you, in Airbnbs and sharing a space? Yeah. You shared a stage. What's it like? Yeah, sharing a house.
3: We're quite good together, I think. Um, we're, Carlos
2: small spoon, on big spoon. Works, yeah, really works well. really well. Yeah, no, he's like he's an amazing house guest. I'll give you that. He'll always go to the shops. He'll get. He'll always make an amazing meal, regardless if he's staying with like different housemates or yeah, with my with my partner, mm-hmm. um, which is yeah, generous awesome. cook he's ge- a very, and he's very good. He's a very 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 good cook. Mm-hmm. That's true. But then he'll like I've been living in these areas for like a year or two years and then he's like, Oh, how good's George? And I'm like, Who's George? He goes, The butcher, two hundred meters down the <laughs> He goes, Oh mate, anytime you get a George just, you, you have to ask this thing. like always go to the back, never ask for the thing at the front because uh, the back of the the back of the shop's much you know fresher and I'm like what who are these people? Then we come back and go, Oh, I'll go see you know, Mark and Peter down at the brewery. You're like How do you talk to people? That's like, that's
0: great. It's taking the small country mentality into the big city and, yeah, you know, just,
2: we've we've been been walking home from after filming a thing, and he goes, <laughs> I swear to god, in Surrey Hills. He goes, I think I was born in that house. He goes, what? And he goes, Yeah, yeah, upstairs. I was born in that house. And he goes, Excuse do you want to come? And he knocks on the door, and then there's a there's a woman holding a baby, and she's like, Yes, he goes, Oh, sorry to interrupt. My name is carla Ritchie, but like my family, like And then my I was pretty much I was born in this house. This lady holding a baby like, Oh, yeah, come in. Do you want to see your old room? <laughs> Thing. Do you want to come inside? I'm like, no, I'm good, man. I'm just waiting in <laughs> the street. There's other times I've been doing driving to a friend's 21st back in the day in San Susie. He goes, oh, can you guys just pull over here? They're like, yeah, cool. They're like, no, just pull over here. Yeah, cool, cool. And he's like, yeah, cool. I'll just be one sec. Goes in, knocks on the door, goes inside, comes back out. I'm like, who was that? He goes, I don't know. I just need to use the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I love it. I love it because no, it's, exactly. like, it's like no, it's great. awesome, and to yeah, to yeah, live yeah. with someone like that and to um kind of have these shared experiences. Like yeah. he's just genuinely one of the nicest, easygoing kind of people of you know that I probably know. Well, when has he not been great? Um, do you know one particular time
3: <laughs> when I vomited all over your room? <laughs> yeah, and in the sink.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it is my one weakness that that <laughs> Wait,
1: your one weakness is your gag <laughs> oh, no, I,
3: with, When it comes to alcohol, my one weakness is I, like, I love it very much mm-hmm. And I just seem to I just have a point that I don't know when I've crossed the threshold
2: <laughs> Marty has the same thing, yeah.
0: he just doesn't know when to stop yeah, And I have like... to deal with it the next day
2: But also with with you, like that night, Carla took me to like this amazing brewery And there was like a hundred different beers on tap But they're all like different <laughs> colours, percentages, strengths and all that kind of stuff so he'd be like oh i'm gonna try this like 14 percent he knew you know, every four- person who brewed them oh definitely yeah, yeah he knew the pastures and the cows and everything um <laughs> <laughs> and i remember like going oh, like 14 percent is like uh, that's a lot of alcohol that's so crazy a for a beer and then i just rem- i remember just waking up to the sound of you were saying like like ooze like water mm, like, imagine ooze. just like getting like like Runny mashed potato And like just like pouring it Onto oh. the floor That's what it sounded like And I'm like Who the fuck's that And then he goes Oh I'll clean it up in the morning I'm like no I want you to fucking Clean it up now?
0: <laughs> Alright now Let's extend another branch Carlo Would you say Steen is a
3: good host One time I did come To stay at Steen's house And he was staying In a new share house He was just uh-huh. getting Getting settled there and I arrived after the 24-hour flight. I was doing, I was like, oh, just ready to kind of settle down. He's like, hey, man, how was the flight? You good? And I was like, yeah, yeah. He's like, cool, man, let's go for a walk. you got to buy some sheets. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but I just moved in. Get, <laughs> just,
2: yeah, I, but I bought you the air mattress on the and, and the floor. You know <laughs> <everything. laughs> you, you got me everything. I I you got I forgot to get, get sheets. Out. He's like, That's we got to right. get you some sheets.
1: Um, boys, thanks for coming on our podcast. We do have one last thing that we would like you to do for us, hopefully, uh, if that's okay with you. Yep. Um, there's been something that Nat and I haven't been able to solve in our house.
0: Can I ask you a favour, please?
1: please there, can is I ask this, it?
0: there is this couch that me and Marty have been trying to sell on Facebook Marketplace.
1: Well, to be fair, I haven't been trying to sell it. I actually think it's a nice couch. It just... It's I didn't just, realize this
3: was such a sore point. Sorry, you guys. I just—I
1: don't know <laughs> no, why you're putting you me. Impossible. I don't know why you're adding me to this. We've gone
0: and ad, we've gone and bought a new couch. This couch, this other couch, is unnecessary. It's ugly, ugly color. It is comfortable, but it's got this big, massive stain right in the middle. That's I the worst really part. Personally, line, I
1: just man. put a cushion on it.
0: What I like, you guys, to do, I'm going to dial a random number off my phone, mm-hmm. and I'm going to get you guys to try and sell them this couch. Because this is really our last resort. We've really tried everything.
3: Our, your last resort is us calling people at random. Yes, yeah, pretty much. Man. I mean, I mean could
0: have <laughs> printed our flyers, handed
3: out. Like- no,
1: no. It's been on Gumtree. It's been on Marketplace. That's it. <laughs> well, I guess yeah.
3: It does sound like you guys are at the, <laughs> the end of the road. We're in a
1: pickle, and
3: we need your help. <laughs> Dial that number, baby. <laughs> Hello. Hello, is that Dan? Hello? Hello? Is that that Dan? Yeah, Hello? I'm I'm calling. This is Philip Kippex. Um, I'm I'm just calling up to let you know um, that the, the lounge is still available.
2: The what, sorry?
3: The lounge. You inquired about the availability of a lounge that I had for sale on Marketplace, and I'm just calling up to let you know that it is still available.
1: Oh, no worries. I actually got one already, so it's all good.
3: Are you sure? Um, I mean, this lounge is, is quite good. Uh,
1: yeah, no, no, it's all good. It's just $150.
3: Money. There's a stain in the middle, which can't be removed. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if you'd like to purchase it, it's yours. Okay, no worries. Would you like to? No, 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 it's all good. Thanks very much, though.
2: Philip, I don't think you're telling the man correctly. Sorry, this is Reginald, Philip's supervisor. Listen... There is a lounge, which is available for $150. Oh. <laughs> Hello? Hello, how, how are you? Um, this number was left uh, in 2020 in July from the Royal Botanic Charity Donation Fund. Um, you have appeared to have won a, a couch, a sofa set. Oh, that's great. Um, do you live in the Inner West? I'm not. Sorry, I'm not giving my details. over the Oh, phone. no, no. You don't have to deliver. Deli- I'm just saying that w- we would love to, to deliver to deliver it to you.
3: It's in Sydney.
2: Yeah. F- oh, we deliver everywhere. And you pay $150. The stain's in the middle. We won't remove it. And we'll deliver it to you. Um, but f- Philip. Uh, sorry, just get my wait, manager wait, on wait. the phone one second. Hang on. Hello, Hang on. Yes. I've won a couch. Yes, hello. But I've um, got to pay for it.
3: Hello, yes. Um... Reggie's just called me over. My name, is, my name is Philip. I'm Reggie's supervisor. Can I ask what this call is called as well? Apparently I
0: won a couch.
3: Ah, yes. Yes, the gentleman who won the lounge. Yes, we have your number registered from a Botanic Gardens a charity auction, and you won a lounge. Does that sound right to you?
0: It does not sound right to me.
3: Interesting. Well, I'll I'll tell you, talk you through it. Basically, there's a lounge um, that you have won, and to receive the lounge, <laughs> excuse me, sorry, Philip's pulling faces here in the office. He's a terrible bore in that way. Uh, to receive the lounge, you just say,
2: excuse me, Philip. My God, it's a silly face. Just go with it.
3: <sighs> Apologies, I'm sorry about that, Philip. Is he gets carried away? You see, he's very, ex- very excited about giving away lounges. Now the deal is, for the lounge you pay hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> there, Philip. Please let me get through this. It's a hundred fifty dollars. There is a stain in the middle which won't be removed. Sounds like my fan of the lounge. Well, that's perfect.
2: Uh, oh, sorry, um, may I take this? Please, short? Philip, yes, go on. I'd really like to seal this deal. I really need this. Um, so basically, you'll pay us $150. Um, it is up to you to choose what you'd like to do with the stain. You can flip the pillowcase over.
3: This is a fascinating phone call. Yes, and fascinating for me too. Now, can we get you down for the lounge, Philip?
2: It'd be $150, and we would deliver it anywhere into sydney regional areas.
0: Nah,
2: I'm all good. Wow. Um, this is disappointing and you have let the charity down. You've let your parents down and I I have let myself down. I'm sorry for I just have to I'm
3: looking at Philip now and this is a man who I'm used to seeing pull a lot of silly faces and all I can see now is just extreme sadness. Um I'm very That's sorry to see that face. So there's no way at all we can convince you just to take the lounge. It's, again, $150. They
2: can flip over the pillow.
3: (laughs) He knows. So you could flip over the pillow there. Does that sound like something you'd like to do?
1: No, it's okay.
3: All right, well, it's devastating news. Um, May I ask, are you sitting down right now? No. Well, you could be. All right. Well, thank you for your time. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> wow.
1: Look, We've still got it.
3: Yeah, look, there's, it's hard. It's hard. Anyone's going to tell you this. It's hard to sell a lounge to strangers <laughs> who aren't looking to buy a lounge. <laughs>
2: it's harder with one with a stain on it. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: thank you so much for joining us. I've always really uh, had a fun time having you on the show. Thanks for thanks
2: having us, guys. Yeah. It's been awesome. Yeah. So much fun. And good to see you, Carlo, man. I missed you. Yeah, me too. Let's, um,
3: it's a shame you have to go back to London right now. Yep. See yeah. you, guys. It's thanks been for getting it's him across for look, the podcast.
1: Look what we did, man. We made history.
0: It's, it's good to see the boys back together. It's bringing a tear to my The I bear like.
1: pack is back, <laughs> baby. But just on this podcast. <laughs> if you want to get involved in our show, Facebook group you can. It's at Housewarming Podcast. Search for it on Facebook. We're also on Instagram at Housewarming Podcast. And on Twitter at Housewarming
0: Pot. Love go. that,
1: man. The other, mm-hmm. one, the other ones were taken.
0: And last but not <laughs> least, one final shameless plug from me, Nat Demeanor. I also have a Sydney Comedy Festival show coming up on the 6th and 7th of May at the Factory Theatre. Tickets at the Sydney Comedy Festival website. Fuck,
2: that's that, that was professional. That good. was really good.
0: Uh, but, but until next time,
2: peace. peace.
1: Finally, big thanks to our hardworking producer,
0: Jess Smalley. She mixed, mastered and produced this episode. And a massive thank you to our boy Paolo for helping us out with the theme music.
2: See you guys. Hooroo. Hooroo. Hey, that was so fucking shit. Why do we, we agree to do that? Why do we agree to do this shit? <laughs> see I haven't you. seen my family. I have not seen you my family. You gotta go home, man.
3: In. You gotta go home. They could only arrange you to have its temporary stay. Also, it's this are on every fucking podcast. couch.
2: I've been sitting on this thing for...
3: Just ignore the stain, man. You're going to be in a plane in like two hours. You're going to be in a plane in two hours to fly home.
2: Hey, guys, thanks for...
3: Hooroo, everyone.